listening to right where you are sitting now. Hello, welcome to episode 29. That was the most week-shaped week ever, Kim. That was amazing. That was that was you setting your mind to what you wanted to happen and making it happen. It was. It was, uh, I was as the Thelemites would call it, doing my will. But yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's got to be a record for <laughs> at least recently. We haven't done an episode the week after in a long time. That's a... It's good stuff, it's good stuff. Anyway, uh, uh, this is the Right Where You're Sitting Now podcast. I am Kenny Kins. Joining me is Kim Monaghan. How have you been this week, Kim? Good, yeah, fine, all well. It's very brief. <laughs> <laughs> I can make up an amusing anecdote for you. No, you you reviewed uh, <laughs> an album you didn't like. Oh, yeah, didn't, yeah, an album that I thought was good, but that I didn't like. Yeah. Which is an interesting, um, it was an interesting situation to be in. Um, <laughs> but you can read about my inner turmoil. <laughs> It'll be up on the site uh, soon, I guess. It will be. It'll be up on the site by the time you hear this. Um, so this week's guest is Ivan Stang. Um, but before we talk about him, there's an itch I have to scratch, Kim. And uh, the only uh, anyone going to get rid of that itch is some great adverts. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I've got some information I'd like to share with you. Did you know that 26 billion pickles are packed each year in the U.S.? That's about 9 pounds of pickles per person. More than half the cucumbers grown in the U.S. are made into pickles. Hey, pickle boy, let's talk pickles. The Podcast Pickle, that is. The Podcast Pickle is your resource for all the latest and greatest podcasts found in cyberspace with thousands of podcasts listed and more added every day. Here's some of the podcasts that you'll find at podcastpickle.com. <laughs> Geek Foo Action Grip. Beachcast. Comic Geek Speak. Speechless. Mad Pain. This Week in Tech. Warrentown Talk. NASCAR Zone. Shelly the Republican. A Voice from Eden. Jimmy McBean. Five Minutes with Wichita. Cinema Playground. Offbeat. The Logo Factory. The Exit 50. This and That with Jeff and Pat. Thoughts on Psychiatry. Web Hosting Show. Merlin from Berlin. Random Cast. Jazz with Tiger. American Road Trip Show. The Drew M Podcast. The Slam Idol Podcast. Forgotten Tales. The Zencast. XboxStation.net. How to Do Stuff. <laughs> Now, Pickle has a whole new meaning. PodcastPickle.com, the world's best podcast directory. Eerie Radio, opening the door to the unknown. Listener feedback. Really looking forward to the new episodes, so keep up with your work, guys. Thanks. Interviews. There's so many movies, so many documentaries, even books that come out that have factual information in it that maybe, you know, this is a gradual way of kind of educating the public to understand what's going on. Visit Erie Radio at www.erieradio.com. with the adverts oh. can't make it better every week oh dear I've got it's like cream for my uh, for my need for adverts oh, that's great no worries it's, it's, it's all we are we're just the milk for the advert cream to rise to the top of yeah we are indeed uh, so this week's guest is uh, a returning guest actually one of our favourites um, is Mr. Ivan well say Mr. sorry Reverend Ivan Stang of the Church of the Subgenius and it's quite an honour to have such a, uh, a holy figure on the uh, show wouldn't you say Kim yeah I mean he's the first Reverend you've had twice yeah <laughs> But uh, yeah, today, I mean, there was a book basically released uh, back in the 80s called High Weirdness by Mail. Stang says it himself that it's kind of irrelevant in the, in the age of the internet. Um, 
So we decided to update it, and uh, this episode is called High Weirdness by Email. We'll speak to you after the interview. Stang, thanks so much for coming on the show again. We really appreciate it. Always good to have you on. Praise Ken and praise Kim. Ah. <laughs> Both uh, co-hosts with one-syllable names starting with a K. Yep. That's <laughs> In order to confuse sub-geniuses. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's, our, that's our, our cunning plan. But uh, you've, you've... Not really. It's pretty easy to confuse. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's not even working very well, so... <laughs> Yeah, true, true. We're not we're not doing too well on that one. Um, so we've just uh, you've just finished X Day, and I assume unless we're talking to you on some kind of interstellar Skype, the sources didn't turn up this time. Right. This is uh, actually the twelfth time that we've waited on July fifth, twelve years in a row, at the ungodly hour of seven o'clock in the morning, waiting for aliens to come and. Uh, save us from this planet and let us destroy everything we didn't like on this planet for only 30 bucks but once again it turned out just to be another drill yeah Is uh, nonetheless i'm sure we'll be out there uh next time next time we'll be lucky 13 ah. right. and uh you know you cannot shake the faith of the sub genius <laughs> uh, it's it's unshakable possibly because it's not even really there yeah that's fun yeah there you go but you'd think someone that was uh so keen on slack would arrange a slightly later date to pick up the subgeniuses. well that's the thing you know we don't we we i think bob's lesson from this whole x day thing is that uh we know not the hour in which they will come hmm. and you, that means you better be ready any second now okay. the world could end tomorrow do you have that subgenius minister's card in your pocket that will provide you with eternal salvation or triple your money back? Yeah, they... that's the question everybody must ask themselves. Uh, you know, the fact that we gather like idiots and wait at seven in the morning every July fifth on this rainy campground for saucers to pick us up, only, and then the saucers not picking us up, only indicates that this is not yet the year that Bob predicted the saucers would pick us up, 1998. Mm. This must be before 1998, and the conspiracy of the normal people has obviously been uh, diddling the calendars for hundreds of years just to embarrass Bob, yeah. our guru, J.R. Bob Dobbs, yeah. who predicted all this stuff. And, and uh, we, we still have faith in Bob, or F.I.B., for short, <laughs> we we steadfastly maintain the FIB. The FIB. <laughs> have, you considered, Bob, yes. have, have you considered that maybe aliens don't like early mornings? I, 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 everybody <laughs> any more than has any other considered that. I can guarantee you that the subgeniuses really don't like to get up at. Uh, yeah, now, most of them have to get up at seven in the morning five days a week to go to work. Uh, uh, for me, 
that's the only morning that I have to get up that early. <laughs> that's my sacrifice for the subgeniuses. Is I get up there and let them throw rocks at me when the aliens don't show up. <laughs> but I only have to do that one day a year. So you might say I have a pretty good job. Let's back up a bit. I mean, we spoke about this a little bit in the last show, but can you tell us a little bit more about kind of how X Day came about, how you received this uh, holy knowledge? Um, to ca- summarize the whole Church of the Subgenius, in 1953, our uh, saint of sales, Bob Dobbs, who very few people have seen ever, apparently, uh, since that time, it was uh, uh, seized up in the spirit and, and abducted, you might say, by uh, this uh, alien space god, this monster that had been going, uh, uh, posing as god to various cultures down through history. And this creature informed Bob that uh, there had been a conspiracy of normal people t- robbing away the slack of all the weirdos and, and disbelievers and those who would believe anything for centuries. And that, that that would end on July 5th, 1998, when the men from Planet X would arrive and, as we call it, rupture up all of the dues-paying subgenius ministers, give them their own planet-sized spaceship filled with uh, sex goddesses or gods or whatever they want, and, uh, and then allow the subgeniuses to basically live forever doing whatever they want. And all of this for only 30 bucks. Uh, now, about uh, in 1990, I was invited to speak at a, at a I guess you'd call it a, a neo-pagan festival called Starwood uh, that's held every year in New York. And I was so impressed by the campground that they held Starwood at that I decided we should have a yearly subgenius uh, practice for the end of the world, where subgeniuses would gather at this little campground in, in rural New York State. And this is way out in the country. Uh, and um, the reason we picked this campground is because you can get away with just about anything. It's clothing <laughs> optional. We can make noise all night. They did outlaw us using explosives <laughs> after numerous failed experiments with rockets and other flying machines that we've done over the years. Uh, in, in some ways, it, it, it's kind of like a little tiny Burning Man festival, because some, we all get burned <laughs> <laughs> at, at the end. The, we wait for the aliens, they don't show up, and we all got burned, but we got, had a good time. We earned our hangovers uh, fair and square. So how long does an average X day last for? Uh, usually about a, a little less than a week. We'll start arriving at the campground on Tuesday or Wednesday, and depending on, on when the 5th of July lands, uh, we, we usually end up going home uh, dejected and, <laughs> and uh, sad and, and sick on uh, Sunday. Hmm. But... Um, it's well worth it, but just because you get to meet the other subgeniuses. You know, in, in any given neighborhood, there may be plenty of other subgeniuses scattered around, but you don't know them. You don't know who they are. You can't tell them by how they look. They could be any age, any type of person. And uh, the smart ones don't wear subgenius T-shirts all the time. 
because mm. that can affect your income. <laughs> so we, uh, but so X Day is the chance for all of us to get together, and uh, essentially it's a migratory mating ground, and the mating really does happen. Uh, in the old days, we were accused of uh, of it being what you might call a sausage fest, uh, <laughs> an all boys uh, group of geeks, and and it was in the early years. But we started lying and saying there were a lot of horny girls around and build it and they will come hmm. pretty soon there were lots of uh, horny nerd girls uh, around to meet the nerd boys and now there's uh, little nerd children you know this is we've been doing this for so long there's the second generation yeah. so, uh, children who are raised in the church of the subgenius most of whom have not been uh, taken away from their parents yet <laughs> And, and even the one that did get taken away from his parents is now back with his parents. Yeah, was that Rachel? Uh, I can remember. Right, Rachel Bevilacqua, or, or Reverend Magdalene, as we call her, and my uh, former uh, business partner uh, Jesus hmm. uh, had gotten married. They met at, at X Day Drill in 1997. They were married there in 1998, and uh, then the child custody case took them away from us for hmm. a long time. How is that but going? They did, the get, they did win the case, and they got the, they got the kid back. Or it, it, they didn't exactly win it, but they have had the kid for a while now, and it's unlikely that the biological father will be able to get the kid back because he's even worse than we are. Yeah, he's uh, was, I I heard about what actually happened, and it's something to do with a drive-in accident, wasn't it? But um, you were saying earlier on about the uh, the mating ground of the subgenius. What would the mating call of the subgenius sound like? <laughs> it, it sounds well. It sounds like this. Beautiful. I find myself strangely aroused, and I'm not even a sub genius. Well, it, it's it's not for amateurs. Uh, that's uh, you can hurt yourself making that noise. <laughs> and now you, I did this inside of a house with the windows closed, so that neighbors wouldn't come flocking to night. <laughs> Uh, just imagine them bouncing off the windows like birds now. <laughs> well, a couple, we, it's mostly bats right now bouncing off the windows. <laughs> they also respond. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's actually a lot of fun. Uh, this last X day, we had uh, a special guest, uh, Hal Robbins, also known as Dr. Hal, who is mm. an um, entertainer and a cartoonist from San Francisco. We bring him in every year to prove that there's at least one subgenius left who is still intelligent. <laughs> uh, and if, if you ever listen to my radio show, The Hour of Slack, or his radio show, uh, The Puzzling Evidence Show, or the Ask Dr. Hal show, you'll see what I mean. Yeah, he uh, just released a load of uh, subgenius stuff, didn't he, for like, old videos and things? Well, and uh, he's... Uh, he, kind of knows everything. He, he has a nightclub act called Ask Dr. Hal. He also performs it at X Day, but he does it on a weekly basis in San Francisco where he lives. And you can ask that guy anything, and he will answer convincingly. <laughs> you should really have him on your show at some, some point. Yeah, I, I think we might have to. Later. It definitely sounds interesting. So tell us. Being, uh, sorry, I thought being hardworking and uh, super knowledgeable were disqualifying uh, features of the Church of the Subgenius. Well, no, he, no, isn't not he break, necessarily isn't he at all. Uh, when when we talk about Slack, 
we and and uh, being a subgenius that doesn't equate with laziness and stupidity. It equates with freedom and happiness, which means for some of us, working hard at what we wanted to work at is slack. Uh, and I, th- I think that would be true of Dr. Hal and, and myself also. Some subgeniuses get slack from sitting around watching television all day, and others get slack from doing things, <laughs> but only the things they wanted to do. Yeah. The conspiracy sets it up so that you have to do things you never would have imagined yourself doing just to keep a roof over your head. Mm. Well, as uh, subgeniuses, we object to being forced to do that. Now, that's about all we can do is object, because <laughs> most of us still have to have jobs. <laughs> but the church provides a certain amount of slack in between. I've noticed a lot of subgeniuses who have day jobs log on to the internet during the day and uh, check out alt.slack, which is our news group, uh, when they're being paid to be doing something else. And that's the greatest slack, you know, stolen slack. <laughs> the whole black market for it. Um, can you tell us like about some of the kind of regular activities that kind of happen at the next day? I mean, what can we... Are there kind of like things that happen year by year, or is it just spontaneous, or...? Uh, yeah, every year we have a, a, a baptism in the pool. This campground is pretty developed. It has a really nice indoor swimming pool. And uh, we, uh, usually myself and some other preacher, Dr. Hal or Dr. Legume, will uh, get in the pool with all these mostly naked people and uh, dunk their heads under, baptize them against the conspiracy in, in the name of Bob. I try to come up with a different little spiel for each one. Uh, and we will go through 40 or 50 people in about half an hour. It's a very, it's a, it's a, an assembly line type of uh, holy ritual. <laughs> and it's also unfilmable because, as I say, it's got a lot of naked individuals. You don't have to be, but, but a lot of them choose to just because they can. That sounds eminently filmable. <laughs> I ho- I ho- it was. For years we did do that, and if you look at, at, at our website, subgenius.com, the photos of past X days up to about, 2000 and th- about 2005, you'll see a lot of nudity. After that, it, we discovered that the appearance of the nude photographs on the Internet was cutting down on the number of ladies who would... Uh, jump into the pool. Ah. So uh, since then, we banned cameras from certain events. Uh, another thing we do, besides the baptism and the 7 a.m. Uh, thing, is we will have uh, a beer tasting parties, mm-hmm. uh, which can last quite a long time. <laughs> we had a gang war last time, which... Uh, None of the subgeniuses can form gangs. Each individual is a separate gang, so it ended up being just a bunch of kids uh, using toy store weapons on each other until they got tired of it and decided to raid the beer tasting party. <laughs> so it's, to some extent, it's a bunch of grown-ups doing childish stunts and looking for uh, hot, some hot action. <laughs> in a situation where they're likely to both get hurt and get laid. 
<laughs> and sometimes at the very same time. Isn't there isn't there like a Wicker Man style burning of Bob as well? Uh, we, yeah, we have a an effigy of Bob that is usually hanging by the neck from one of the rafters where we do most of the preaching and where the bands play. There's a lot of rock bands at X Day, and um, we we also burn. There's a bonfire event at midnight on Saturday where we burn a a, a wooden symbol of Bob. Mm. It's a, a kind of a logo icon thing we developed uh, because it's easier to make than a than a face of Bob. It's kind of a stripped down picto, mm. and we burn that and drum and dance around like the pagans do. <laughs> the pagans are a lot better at the drumming and dancing. I'll grant them that. Probably less drunk, I would have thought. And we have to depend on the on the pagans to start the fire for us. We we still haven't mastered the secret of fire. <laughs> So um, one of the things we want to talk to you about today, um, uh, there was a book that you guys released. It was actually one of the most underrated, I think, of uh, the Subgenius uh, releases on, in book. Um, it was the High Weirdness by Mail. Could you talk a little bit about the, how that happened and uh, you know the kind of the backstory behind it? Right in the uh, middle 1980s, after uh, the book of the Subgenius had been first unsuccessfully published by McGraw-Hill and then successfully republished by Simon & Schuster, uh, the editor at Simon & Schuster, uh, the late Tim McGinnis, uh, uh, su- suggested that I, that I put together a non-fiction but amusing book about rival cults. And I did. Uh, High Weirdness by Mail covers not just uh, kooky cults and, and uh, people who don't believe in Bob, but extreme pol- political extremists, very extreme art. Uh, this was in the 80s, uh, things like body modification were relatively new. And um, there was no internet to speak of. So it was mainly about self-published, the kind of self-published material you could get over the mail. Mm. Now, since that time, the book has been rendered, well, I mean, that was t- 20 years ago. About half of those groups and cults are gone, although the most bizarre, to my mind, ones have uh, are still in business and have their own websites and so forth. But uh, my, the, the Internet kind of made my book redundant mm. because there are dozens of uh, sites on the Internet that sarcastically examine different types of uh, cults and wackos, kooks, crazies and visionaries mm. you know one one man's uh, kook is another man's presidential candidate <laughs> is another man's gay lover is another man's clip art deity. <laughs> and uh and with with the internet now it's it's so easy for a psychotic person to put their writings out uh in in the world that uh, it's like i couldn't possibly keep up with them in fact, when, when you asked me about uh, talking about new cults, I had to do some homework. Hmm. Uh, I, I asked on alt.slack uh, this morning uh, if, if anybody had any new favorite kooky cults. One person said that kookery has gone mainstream since, since the days of high weirdness by mail, the most obvious example being current U.S. 
politics. <laughs> um, and uh, then uh, my friend, well, I should, uh, you know, in some ways the book High Weirdness by Mail is being updated by something called the High Weirdness Project. Yeah, I was going to bring that up later, actually, but yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, uh, our friend Reverend Modemac uh, created uh, his own wiki, wiki type thing, a Wikipedia type of setup that examines weirdness of all kinds. And um, he sent me a list of his favorites, but to tell the truth, they're all kind of, either they're, they're old or they're, they're uh, so well-known that, uh, well, like David Icke, for instance. Yeah, yeah. They're in, in your, on, your own, on your home planet. Uh, he's, he's relatively new. He wasn't around when I wrote High Weirdness by mail. Mm. But, for instance, the Lyndon LaRouche movement was, uh, and for some reason is still going on. You know, the Flat Earth Society still exists. Yeah. The, even the Breatharians exist, and they were people who believed that you could, you could live only on air. <laughs> you can't. And their guru was caught cheating numerous times but you know how belief is you'll believe as my father said i believe whatever i need to believe <laughs> and some people need to believe things that i don't need to believe <laughs> i had one friend who um read a book that convinced him that the that uh the u.s had never sent a spaceship to the moon there had never been a manned moon landing. And when I tried to argue that I thought maybe there had been, he got almost angry to the point of, of, of physical fighting. But not a month later, he was arguing, he had read a different book and decided that not only had we been to the moon, but we had taken over the existing ancient civilization's moon bases and were keeping slaves there. Right. Uh, and would get just as upset if you tried to tell him that had that there wasn't much proof for that either. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, I, I, actually, when I finished a high weirdness by mail, it was hard work being so sarcastic about so many sincere people, and I, I kind of got burned out on cult bashing and became more of a professional kook myself. Mm. So n I now know more about the kooks within my own cult, the subgenius cult, than I do about the the new, uh, you know, rival cults. Mm. There now there are some new ones though. For instance, uh, the the nine eleven truthers. Yeah, yeah. Now some <laughs> people would say there's uh, that that's like the JFK assassination. You know, there, there's a a lot of argument, and it'll probably never be settled for sure. No. Um, you know, there's there's people who say that the Holocaust never happened, to whom I say maybe World War Two never happened. <laughs> for all we know, World War Two was fake. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. <laughs> I've seen lots of movies, but you can fake anything in a movie. Mm. Here in the U.S., uh, we have a new type of um, reactionary coup called birthers who are trying to believe or trying to convince everybody that uh, President Obama was not really born in the United States. He was really born in Africa, and therefore he can't be president. 
mm. because the, the the very idea of a president of the U.S. of African descent just curdles their blood, <laughs> and which makes me, I love to watch their blood curdle, let me put that <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy watching the curdling of kook blood. <laughs> um, but, like I say, we have our own kooks within the Church of the Subgenius. Uh, there's, I, I've lost track of the number of people who honestly think they are the person that Bob Dobbs is based on. <laughs> By the same token, I used to read uh, a, a comic book called The Fabulous Furry Freak Brothers about pot-smoking hippies. Mm. And somehow I met dozens of people in Texas who all said that they were the person that those pot-smoking hippies were based on. I actually knew the artist who drew that, and I, I knew they, the characters weren't based on anybody. <laughs> Bob Dobbs, I can tell you for a fact, is based only on J.R. Bob Dobbs, yeah. the person depicted in the clip art shown in our many websites. Hmm. So, you know, I, I've pretty much given up on trying to understand anybody else's beliefs. The first friend of mine who had a sex change operation, that was when I quit trying to understand. <laughs> <laughs> and and seriously, you know, because for a while I did try to understand and it got me nowhere. So I just threw up my hands and said, I shall have faith that these people know what they're doing. <laughs> FIB, I sure FIB. As don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said you'd uh, selected some um, some modern day cults for us to talk about. Uh, obviously, we've, we've talked about birthers. Uh, who, who else have you selected? Well, there's apparently always has been and always will be uh, groups of people who specialize in hating certain other groups. Mm. The, the number, number one targets being Masons, Catholics, and Jews. Well, actually, that's three different targets there. And, and uh, there's still a few witch burners around, if, if only they could find any proper witches. <laughs> Star I know a lot of Wiccans, but uh, they're not worth burning. <laughs> I mean, their magic powers do not make them powerful enough to be worth burning. <laughs> but uh, I certainly have known a lot of people who thought that the Masons were um, funded by the devil and or the Catholics and or the Jews. These are all the same entity, Ma Masons, Catholics, Jews. Oh, and Muslims, I guess. In fact, I've been called... There's quite a few people over the years who've called me a pagan, Masonic, Catholic, Jewish, Hindu, Satanist. <laughs> and a commie. Hmm. <laughs> and the, now, the funny thing is, my next-door neighbor actually does, is all of those, and, well, not okay, except for the Catholic part. He's a Masonic, pagan, Jewish, Satanist, and he's gay, to boot. <laughs> So, um, you know, we, we among the subgeniuses, we can actually outdo the evil that is being imagined by the uh, the various hate kooks. Hmm. Yeah, so, so I'm not trying to put down hate. Subgeniuses hate everything normal. <laughs> uh, but as I said, we we comes by our hating fair and square. <laughs> Have there ever been any? Uh anti-subgenius groups in the past other than the uh, legal wranglings recently? Not nearly enough. In fact, we've uh, had to um, organize our own 
fake hate group. That happened in London recently. Uh, when we were having our main X Day gathering in the in the states, there was simultaneously one uh, in, in, on July fifth in um, at a club in London. It was indoors. They, I think, they may even have lost money on it, but they did promote the thing quite a bit. And uh, I, I, there's a video you can see of the subgenius, the British group or the London area group in uh, Hyde Park. And half of them are dressed in funny spacesuits holding Bob signs. The other half are pretending to be vicious Bob haters. <laughs> uh, because it's hard to get anybody to, t- to take us seriously enough to hate us properly in, in an organized fashion. There are plenty of people who, who hate the Church as a subgenius, but it's for all the wrong reasons. It's because they think we're connected with the Masons and the devil and so forth. Mm. Well, we might be, but that's that's uh, not the the best reason. The main reason to hate us is because we want to see most of humanity destroyed. <laughs> is that too much to ask? <laughs> and I don't blame them for it. If they really knew, if these mealy mouth love burger New Age hippies and Christians knew what was in our heads, they would kill us one and all before we kill them. <laughs> but. Uh, we are subgeniuses, and we do believe in slack, and that means we're waiting for the aliens to come and do all our killing for us. Yeah, so we that, actually do not recommend that subgeniuses kill anybody at all. No, uh, it's imp- because you never know. The person you're killing most might be a subgenius you happen to not like. So we insist that you wait and let Bob and the aliens from Planet X handle all of that. Yeah, yeah. All the kook bashing, we'll we'll let our aliens friends handle handle that. <laughs> there must be some um, some pretty crazy groups at Starwood itself. I mean, could you talk a little bit about what you could because ex- you you actually help arrange Starwood, don't you? I think. Right. Yeah. This um, Starwood is is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, ne- neo pagan and world music festivals on this side of the country, and. Uh, I was first invited there to speak. I thought they were laying a trap because I'd been making fun of those people, you know, in my High Weirdness by Mail book. And I come from basically a pretty skeptical viewpoint. Aside from my faith in Bob, uh, it's hard to get me to believe in in very much. Hmm. Um, I I don't know that I'll leave. You'd have to pay me a lot of money to say that I believed in very much. But... uh, Nonetheless, at Starwood, I was very surprised to find that um, about half of the people who fall into the, that neo-pagan category really are not fundamentalists of any kind, mm. and they dislike the pagan fundamentalists. Uh, so they really enjoy me and the subgeniuses coming in and making fun and making mockery of everything they hold sacred. Because a lot of them don't really hold anything all that sacred. Or even if they do, they can take a joke. Mm. In fact, my experience has been the stronger a person's, person's faith is in something, the more they can laugh at it. They can take a joke because it doesn't threaten them. It's the, the, the ones who feel threatened by mockery, you have to wonder, well, if your god or your, your guru is so powerful, why are you worried about us making a few jokes? <laughs> True. But 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seems like seems like the longer your religion's been established, the more sensitive you become about it. Or yeah. Now at at Starwood, you'll find all manner of people gathered together. There's a, a large contingent from the Church of All Worlds, hmm. which um, I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, no, but it's know. it's based loosely on a science fiction story by Robert Heinlein. Uh, Stranger in a Strange Land. Ah, that's right. That I've heard here. Wilson. Wilson talked about this guy, these guys a lot, didn't they? I think. Yeah, yeah. In in that novel, a a human raised by Martians comes to Earth and starts a new religion called the Church of All Worlds. One of the main features of which is polyamory, uh, swinging, swapping, uh. and such like. And uh, I happen to know the the. Uh, I guess you call him the head of the Church of All Worlds, uh, Oberon uh, Gazelle, who also sells books on how to be a wizard. And he's a he's a real nice guy. He can take a joke, and they've got quite a a large following. I uh, at Starwood, they have their own sort of baptism or baptism in the pool. But I've noticed that when when those old hippies leave the pool, it's it's a lot dirtier than when the young. <laughs> Geniuses. <laughs> there's a, there's more of them though. I gotta hand them that. They're they're pretty crowded together in there. <laughs> they got you in the numbers game. But uh, um, so I mean, our last guest we had on last week was uh, a member of the OTO. Do they show up at uh, Starwood? OTO? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, actually, well, actually, yeah, yeah. There, there are plenty of OTO members uh, here and there at Starwood, and there are workshops uh, given by by people, but usually it's not a strictly OTO type thing. I think you get more of that uh, over in, in um, Europe and, and Great Britain mm. than you do here. I, the, the OTO people that I, that I met in England were all cool, mm. but the ones that I've known in the U.S. mostly I, try, I generally avoid. All oh, right. <laughs> um, I, and I, I don't know why that is, uh, but... Uh, I really haven't had all that much. You know, we, there's. I guess there's some crossover. We, there are a lot of subgeniuses who are OTO rejects, or else they rejected the OTO huh. after yeah. a while. I was going to say, they I would have thought, and and to, to, you know, they they didn't get the guardian demon they were promised. Yeah, right. I was, or else I was, it backfired on them. I would have thought Alistair Crowley would be quite a uh, compatible person with uh, with subgenius. Well, I think that Crowley and J.R. Bob Dobbs had a lot in common. I think that both of them sit back and laugh at their followers. <laughs> um, I often wonder about L. Ron Hubbard as well. Now, lately, uh, speaking of L. Ron Hubbard, there's been uh, battles between Scientologists and subgeniuses on the Internet, kind of cross-posted between the Scientology news group and all dot slack and those are kind of fun it's it's really fun to watch your cult versus cult fight <laughs> um you know i mean the, the 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 christians aren't for the most part they they kind of uh, they're kind of christian about it yeah they, they turn the other cheek they, yeah, yeah, they turn the other cheek, and for the most part, they, they don't call for a jihad against all the unbelievers. And We have been trying to get them to for years. We outright declared war on God 
on, on God itself just to see what would happen. And of course, death is still happening and taxes are still happening and <laughs> so forth. So obviously we're not doing very well in our war against God. But uh, we had hoped to rile people up, but the, the most that ever happens is occasionally a Christian who thought he or she had a sense of humor and joined the Church of the Subgenius resigns. <laughs> they decide that they that we're not that funny after all when we start bad-mouthing the Lord. Uh, right. <laughs> and personally, I feel like if you're going to make fun of God, you better be funny. Mm, yeah. If you're pulling God's leg, that's a that's a pretty big leg to pull. So, you know, it's it's in your best interest to to you better be funny again. Yeah, God like God God would have some good put downs. Well, God obviously has a sense of humor, a really <laughs> depraved and sick sense of humor, <laughs> whereby some individuals who work hard and are good people their whole lives die slowly of an awful disease for, for no reason or something, and or are horribly murdered, and other people who go around doing the horrible murdering and stealing and so forth uh, end up dying fat and happy and never get caught. Hmm. So in that in that respect, I mean, what anything nothing nothing that we subgeniuses could come up with could ever be as bizarre and sick and twisted as things that really happen in the real world without us having anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's it's uh, the 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 normals have managed to out stupid even the subgeniuses. <laughs> that's really sad you know yeah that's uh i think you guys need to step your game up a bit by the sounds of it <laughs> well we're working at it you know uh i mean we, we're we're pretty good at being stupid we're that's not really the point of the thing the point is that is that uh, intelligence has been misdefined throughout the centuries that the, the conspiracy uh defines intelligence in a in a way that we don't agree with. Yeah. Um, you know, their idea of smart doesn't necessarily get you a date, <laughs> a successful date. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily bring happiness, and it doesn't bring you slack. Uh, an idiot with one good joke, as the book of the subgenius says, is doing more for the world than a million geniuses inventing super weapons. <laughs> And we think we have found that idiot with that one good joke. <laughs> have you ca you the global village idiot. Ah, right. <laughs> oh dear. So um, one thing that's interesting, what kind of speakers? You must get some pretty uh, out there kind of guys talking at Starwood. Oh, at Starwood, yes. Uh, over the years, um, well, you know, it's, it's not really, it wasn't founded as a pagan Thing entirely, it was more like uh, that old magazine Mondo 2000. Oh, yeah, yeah. So over the years, we re we regularly brought in Robert Anton Wilson, uh, Robert. Sh I got to I got to, to meet Robert Shea at a, at one of those events. Um, and Shea and Wilson together. In fact, they brought Wilson and Timothy Leary together a few times, and um, I got to edit a, a sort of a debate or discussion between those two. Um. Uh, Terence McKenna used to come to Starwood. 
we had the, the painter, we tried to get the painter Alex Gray this year, but it turned out that he was too expensive. But he did send um, some wonderful sort of uh, uh, copies of his of his big paintings that were displayed in a giant dome, and they were lit up with the special digital effects. It's hard to describe. Mm. Now he started a, a a church of the Sacred Mirrors, is what it's called, Church of Sacred Mirror, and uh, I have not really looked into it that much but it seems to be centered around psychedelic artwork, mm. specifically the psychedelic medical illustration-type artwork of Alex Gray. And that makes sense to me. It's like, well, yeah, if you're going to bust your ass doing paintings like that, why not turn it into a cult <laughs> and charge a lot to speak? <laughs> but um, And avoid taxes, if possible. <laughs> yeah. The Starwood culminates in a uh, giant bonfire where everybody who's uh, not a spoil sport joins in this big dance around a truly immense bonfire. That this it's not thrown together by amateurs. It's it's built by people who've been building house-sized bonfire log piles for decades. And it's actually, although I'm one of the one of the eight people who appear to light bonfire and the big ceremony it's actually lit from off stage by or from out of sight by remote control by rocket scientists <laughs> so what appears to be uh, almost a caveman looking scene it's it's actually uh, a false front well, this there's a uh, you know we're, it looks like a bunch of people in caveman dress garb lighting a big fire but it's it's really pretty high tech <laughs> i was just looking at some of the featured speakers you've had over the years and one of them someone i've always wanted to see speakers uh, isaac bomwitz have you did you ever see him <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny you should mention that i like we got a real nice picture of isaac and me standing together uh out uh, next to the bonfire uh, <laughs> satan was also there that day i'm jealous <laughs> of isaac bonowitz he's the head of the druids in america north american something isn't it yeah, yeah. The, the, the american federation of druid druidic whatever mm. they have a nice gaelic name for it or scottish <laughs> old english or something i can't pronounce um but uh I, i'm jealous of him because he's been featured as a villain in christian comic books oh really and i haven't <laughs> in fact a couple of uh, my friends from starwood have been featured as villains um Gavin Frost, who is a, a Wiccan author, uh, he and Isaac both were featured in in a in a big, elaborate uh, Jack T. Chick Crusaders comic, and were shown as they were depicted as these rich, sleazy, uh, highly placed uh, businessmen who had minions. They were like gangsters with with minion uh, with whole endless gangs of, of minions placed in government who would do their bidding and, and they controlled many crooked cops now in reality I know both of these characters and uh, Isaac Bonowitz is actually a kind of a filk singing geek <laughs> uh, I, I, I am also what one might term a filk singing geek so that's not a put down 
but he's certainly not a threatening character, and I've never seen him with even one minion. Uh, at best, he'll have a classroom full of people talking about how to do magic properly. Yeah. Didn't he um, start his group because he wanted to get out of the sort of mandatory Sunday uh, masses that, uh, that when he was at university, I think all the uh, students had to go, it was like mandatory that they had to go to uh, some kind of you know, Christian mass every Sunday so he, unless they had their own religious group and he started the Druidic group as a way of getting out of uh, having to go oh, to Oh, I these... didn't know that. No. Why didn't I think of that in high school? I, <laughs> you know, if only I'd come up with the Church of the Subgenius a little earlier. I went to a private school where I had to sit every morning we had to go to chapel and sing hymns, which was kind of silly because about a third of the kids in the school were Jewish. <laughs> and even they had to sit there and either sing hymns or twiddle their thumbs patiently. It, it was kind of ridiculous, <laughs> but that's I'm not why I got into uh, in, into coot bashing and God hating and so forth. I, I don't actually have any uh, bone to pick with any specific religion. No. I personally was raised a pretty much secular humanist scientist, you might say. But um, but when I was very young, I took that first walk down the occult aisle of the used bookstore that, that we've all done <laughs> yeah. and and I, I did believe everything at first I was like oh my god this, uh, UFOs, uh, levitation, uh, ESP all of this is, if this is for real this is the most important thing in the world and after about 10 years of uh, really studying all that stuff and looking into it I decided that what it, what it really had to offer was some of the most interesting people in the world yeah. was not necessarily the most important stuff in the world because it has remained exactly where it's been throughout history in the, the realm of myth, legend, and urban myth for the most part. You know, until it happens to you, then all of a sudden it's different. But I'm one of those people that the aliens uh, do not reveal themselves to. Uh, I've actually been in a situation where everybody else in the trailer court could see a UFO and I couldn't. Huh. There you go. Maybe so you go. It, that proves that the aliens are have, must have adopted me and hypnotized me and implanted an anti-hypnosis <laughs> program so that I could never again be hypnotized or uh, see anything that was really there. <laughs> they, don't want, they don't want you flirting with other aliens, maybe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so what did, in uh, in one of those Terry Pratchett books, what the one of the wizards says, "Oh, you know, we wizards, we can see things that really are there." <laughs> so uh, before we let you go, are there any uh, any other last uh, cults you want to bring up? How about marijuana worshippers? Ah, yeah. I've run into I've run into a lot of people who believe that drugs are the answer. Some of them. Uh, marijuana is all they need. The other ones, it's mushrooms or uh, LSD hmm. or um, DMT. You know, uh, they can be real snobs. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed you, the, the the wine drinkers look down on the beer drinkers. The pot smokers look down on the wine drinkers. The <laughs> and the coffee drinkers hate them all. To quote <laughs> <Nick> Gregory, <laughs> I am a coffee drinker. Yeah, me too. Among other things. <laughs> but 
coffee is the, is the only one that they cannot. They'll take my coffee away when they pry it out of my cold dead <laughs> Have you? Uh, it, it's a fairly minor. Uh, I don't. I don't think it really even classifies as a cult, especially when you talked about some of the more, uh, you know, the the bigger. Well, people like yourselves, but um, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Are you familiar? Oh, you- those. <laughs> they had it so easy. <laughs> of course, I imagine the Discordians say the same thing about us. Yeah. <laughs> now, actually, I love the, I love the, uh, the our our uh, brethren in the rival cult, the Flying Spaghetti Monster. <laughs> Although, let's face it, it's a takeoff on creationist kooks. They don't really believe in the Flying Spaghetti Monster. The subgeniuses believe in J.R. Bob Dobbs enough to send in 30 bucks when they're serious enough to subgenius.com, or uh, they're, they're serious enough to, to make it out to that remote campground. Hmm. And I'd like to see the Flying Spaghetti Monsters pull, uh, uh, fans pull off a, a, a convention like we do. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't imagine. Speaking of which, our next convention will be at a giant science fiction and fantasy convention in Atlanta, Georgia. How oh, is that Dragon called, Con? Yeah. Yeah, Dragon Con at the uh, beginning of September. Ah, are you actually going to be there then? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, there's a there's a big subgenius event uh, invo- that also involves a group who makes music using. Tesla coil equipment. Oh, awesome. You know, those, those big dynamos that shoot sparks between them? Yeah, yeah. And ha- have like a Jacob's Ladder effect? Those make a noise, you know, kind of a crackling noise. And these guys have, have set it up. They discovered that depending on the frequency, the noise is different. And they can play tunes using these gigantic... Uh, dynamos, and it's not, it's the, the crackling noise made by the, the electricity can be uh, modulated into notes. So they'll play like Darth Vader's theme or the Pac-Man game theme <laughs> on these gigantic, frightening, crackling things. And so we're going to intersperse our preaching between concerts by them. Oh, awesome. That, that sounds, sounds amazing. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It should be a lot of fun. I'm. Uh, that's... Uh, my main interest. You know, when we go to a sci-fi convention, we're not trying to get believers. We're just trying to sell as many books as we can. Yeah. Speaking of which, the book of the subgenius is still in print. In fact, it's in its 20th printing. And uh, our books, uh, Revelation X and the new book, uh, the uh, uh, sci- uh, I can't even pronounce the name of our new book. Is it the Bibliographon. Bob- <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Uh, are still in print. And they're what we're most proud of. Mm, yeah, those those books. I think. I mean, we we crank mm. out a, a radio show every week, just like you do, and we do both live shows and things now and then. But but really, the uh, written material is, as far as I'm concerned, is the best way to go at subgenius. Yeah. So. Um, and I say that even though I don't make, I only make a buck or so off of each every time those books are sold because they're published by somebody else. Yeah. The stuff I really make money off of, off of is ordaining people as ministers and uh, selling DVDs. All right, so I can make those myself, and they they cost practically nothing. Yeah, 
if people want to, uh, if the people do want to get ordained and they want to, uh, you know, sort of check out Church of Subgenius, where 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 do you reckon they should uh, point their browsers to? Uh, Subgenius.com has everything, mm-hmm. and the very first thing you would click on 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 Subgenius.com is the, um, you know, become an ordained minister link. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest thing to get to. But if you want to just look at uh, crazy artwork we've got some amazing art galleries if you want to see uh weirdo nudity there's all of the x-day reports from years past Uh, there's little of everything and of course there's links to our weekly radio show the one thing that i need to stress is that there is not an o in subgenius there are only u's and i's there's no I in Bob, but there is a U in Subgenius. <laughs> the U that sends us 30 U.S. dollars, or 20 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> or no, 20 euros, I guess it is. 20 euros, uh, yeah. yeah. that's right. That's right. It's 20 euros now. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, Subgenius.com. There is an O in com. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And in dot. You have to do this slowly. But, I'm right. I'm writing all this down. <laughs> well, well, you can you can uh, just use a period for the dot part. <laughs> but yeah, subgenius.com leads to everything else. That uh, we have a lot of videos uh, that are a lot of the stuff we sell. We also give away, and uh, you can see a lot of our videos on YouTube and also Google Video. You can see a lot of bad ones done by various people even including me. <laughs> so there's a certain amount of sorting, but if you, if you go for the ones that have had millions of views, those are the good ones. So do you have any... Uh, I know you must be exhausted from receiving the most recent holy text from Bob, but do you have any more... Uh, do you think Bob will send you any more holy uh, write-ins? That, that it happens constantly. Uh, Bob speaks through many people, and uh, every year I assemble a new sermon for all purposes out of whatever the new statements are from bob that that people have have uh, discovered or or channeled or or whatnot i suppose in some cases they could be lying and they just came up with it themselves and said bob said it i don't know there are certain types of lines you know that just sound like something bob would say like too much is always better than not enough yeah yeah that's a one of my favorite uh, mottos. <laughs> it's a lie, but it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pull the wool over your own eyes. Yeah. <laughs> You'll still be blind, but at least your head will be warm. Yeah. <laughs> we, we often leave out the second half, the disclaimer part of those slogans. <laughs> we also sell a, every kind of gimcrack and gee-gaw that uh, a fan club would. You know, bumper stickers, T-shirts, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's enough that it keeps me... From having to have a real job, I haven't had a, a real job for anybody else in like 15 years now. Yeah, that's pretty good game. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly getting rich. Bob Dobbs is the one who gets rich off of this, not me. But uh, but I can sit here chattering away to you guys. You're a millionaire in terms work. of slack, aren't you? Pardon me? In, in terms of slack, you're a millionaire. That's exa- yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was not always true. There were years when I preached slack but had no slack at all myself or very little because i was trying to raise a family uh, 
work two jobs at once and the church of the subgenius. I mean, it was it was I led a slackless life, so I know how valuable slack is. And now I actually do have what I would. I mean, it it only is getting better at this point. Mm. So I can tell your listeners that although most everything you hear everywhere, including the Church of the Subgenius, is hogwash, slack is real. It is real. You can achieve slack, but only you know what your own slack is going to be. In my case, it happened to be my marriage to the beautiful Princess We Are Doe, queen of all the UFOs. I'm expecting home from her real job any minute now. <laughs> but uh, but it's not just because she has a job that she gives me slack. In fact, she's going to be retiring in December, and we'll both be able to travel a whole lot more. And I'm hoping to spend more time overseas and maybe meet y'all. Yeah, yeah, you have to come over to the UK again. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we will. It's, it's getting to, to be, nowadays, it, it's... It costs about as much for me to fly to London as it would cost for me to go to California. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Isn't I'm it? actually possibly a little closer to London, <laughs> uh, but I still have trouble with the language, obviously. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it takes a while to learn the English. But yeah, no, thanks a lot for uh, coming on again, and we'll definitely have to have you back on uh, as soon as possible. Praise Bob. Praise Kim. Praise Ken. Uh, praise you, Reverend Stang. Yeah, praise you. Welcome to another edition of my MySpace Heroes with me, Danny Tank, in stereo and, and nice soundingness, <laughs> um, because Ken's recording me like a professional. Um, uh, so this week we've got uh, Zeno Bathroom, which was supposed to be played last week, and that's um, him live with PD3, a sort of jazz band wherever he lives. And after him we've got Cubist Upshot with Resonance 3, uh, and finally Curios with the tiling song. Of the weary soul. In theory, I hold a few particles and atomic pieces of light. 
inside my quantum physics You can still visit, watch the mechanic Then start panicking when I broke it down from Niels Bohr Open the real door from Albert Einstein in the patent office Waiting for his perpetual motion machine in motion I mean these are the things that are keeping the ocean clean All from the pollution, the distribution of a brand new way of speaking words I came back to manifest angles and curves and isosceles triangles I dangle these carrots in front of you like you was a reluctant donkey on the production it seems funky when you wanna stand with it Rocky like Samson and the jawbone of an ass With the jawbone of the jazz and the jawbone of the class That you're standing in shooting spitballs at the ceiling It's still revealing the words that I'm still dealing Back and forth wheeling like the very first quest for fire I understand a professional prior that you burn yourself at But watch the story some before you end up like Jim Morrison in a French grave The inches gave you to the body when you chill for the labyrinth There's cheese at the end for you and the Pavlovian dogs Probably you can rock these hogs and chill with laws We're in snippy and an understanding of the bogs With the rodents of unusual size Unusual guys and unusual eyes And an unusual note that I wrote When I broke it down as you wish I blast this shit at any given moment Any given rate and any given date And any given calendar No challenges I hold my microphone like it's caliber When I broke out of the lady of the lake Getting shady and crazy on the brakes The sounds I make the risk I take it's also presenting anything while I kept hitting on the rhythm The position was wild Like I broke it down syllable by syllable for the style Now you check my file, you can't eat it, delete it, defeat it Or break down anything while I still am seated I treat it like an art form My art was warm when I broke it I went from the home into the dorm when I spoke it Nobody could encode it or encrypt it A rocket that was feeling cryptic I am the crypt keeper, dip deeper into the words Into the wild solution And now what I preserve is like a brand new Solution to the world hunger, me and my man Felix Hunger, the odd couple, odd quintuplet when I brung the brand new style is still frozen like a tundra, overground, underground, now you start to wonder where he came from, this is the same drum, orbiting in the satellite, and now you'll understand the main brain hums, and it comes to the CPU, central processing unit, when I start ruining it, like a professorial lecture, feel the texture, it's a tactile, palpable style, it's still visceral, it's still kind of critical mass, when it's physical, you don't understand when I rock it, I'm indivisible from God. Still odd, still like Todd. My man named James broke games, and I'm like the Lord inside of your bacon burger. Bacon with the murder. I never stated another style like I was further along on my pathway, my pathway a ton. When it breaks down, and you can't ask their guns to shoot anymore. Recruit many more and get down, also to split you many more. That's my man Greg. Two arms and two legs, a few hats and a few dreads. Check out what he says. Standing with a gray coat and also a green hat The people over there manifest cause they all seen that When you walk up in the door and it still seems fat There's an Asian dude in the same band And plus he's confusing these bodies And they came back with the same plan See this is a freestyle which means it's off the top This is the way I rock, check the words that I drop Nobody can stop me, not a senator, governor, or cop Fuck George Bush and everybody that he popped These are ways that I can understand my wild cosmic slop Check out the words and check out the paragraphs Check out everything Cause I'm scaring half of y'all The other half don't know what to say or make of me I came back when the style is unmistakably Brand new, can you understand just what I do? Like I stand with a panda and a
containers to attack the bamboo Real close to the zoo, what can you do? This ain't no bathroom, I'm not a lie, man, I'm true Nobody drew what I did on a sketch pad I catch bad wreck when I step up to the microphone I'm like the second coming of Malik El Shabazz And I got the brand new jazz and everything I do It's a wild thing that you can do Yes, bob your head Check out what he said and it's just like the tear Turtle exclusion devices This is the nicest like Osiris kissed the Isis I bust it twice as nice as anybody when it comes to MCing Check out what I'm doing, it's like I'm peeing Or some other bodily excretion when it comes to the function No deletion this is a brand new luncheon that you're sitting at, sitting at Put it for the brand new style, I'm kicking that Like that Jimmy Hendrix tie, I'm fly You don't understand, I rock it for your eye, don't die These are the wild styles, I fly above your brain like a BX2 bomber The stealth, you can understand, I rock it for my health and for my wealth For all these art pages, I can do it for self I came back with the wild style and my arms outstretched like that Painting up there, the lady in the red dress said she's painting up there And I'm standing up there in the yellow background, I came back up with the mellow smackdown, with a tribe of elephants telling it, when it still was relevant, nobody can get in front of it, cause my style is way too eloquent, to the subject, to the predicate, when I'm standing it's a brand new type of etiquette, and nobody is forgetting it, like that wild owl devil with a halo on top, they can understand that, Dana will rock, watch his red skin, in a rocket, five tenths, five spot, five tenths, Live spot, I got a live style and I don't need a mascot Rock me with a Loch Ness Monster, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Copybara I put it inside my art bell, radio waves And you can start to tell when the art swell Making your grades understand that you start to Elevate, let the place and also educate These are the words I confiscate Made it feel great, let your body meditate And it seems like I was an abstract painting Came for the main thing and also strange things Slain things across here and there and it's the weird style, I put it in your hair like that doll up there I got buttons for eyes, I break it on down When he suddenly tries to disguise his half body Half man, half machine, rocking when it sings And then rocking in the scene like HR, Geiger Much more, liver, rocking through the fiber Like the ivory on any eloquent, I get liver You can understand like a deep sea diver Rocking with MacGyver, I make magical styles And I'm from flyer, style that's a rocket For body type of fiber, I got the people laughing when I'm examining the way I kept on laughing I kept on cramming in pop culture references Like J.R.R. Tolkien Kept on walking, kept on stalking Like I was the one that I kept on chalking up Another victory, nobody gets with me While it's mystery, flipping and you'll see These are the things and I keep it when I'm wilder Like that bloody ass weird screwdriver And a screw in my head He knew what he said And he knew what he's red And he's green as he's anything When he rocks the spectrum Let it set up on the brand new direction I gotta get them inside of the desert I'm like a cactus inside of a movie camera I'm like an actress or an actor Or a thespian or an equestrian Standing on a horse, of course And this is the way I divine and use my force
back. That was another ear-splittingly uh, crazy MySpace Heroes there, Kim. Thanks. That's a compliment, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ivan Stang, how did you feel the interview went? Uh, well for me, quite badly for you. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good, yeah. He didn't, he, he didn't have to say much. He's, he's a guy that who likes to talk and unlike a lot of people who like to talk yeah he's actually very interesting and yeah. funny yeah, and funny, yeah. funny guy he's had, a, he's had many years of practice at, at ranting so <laughs> but in a good way in a good way it's, good, it's, the, it's the right kind of ranting and that's what we like on this show um, so yeah uh, we actually made it this week I'm going to touch wood when I say we'll be back next week <laughs> oh there's something I wanted to bring up as well we asked last week we asked you to um, write us an iTunes review none of you did so we're, we're we're very disappointed uh and also weirdly I, I always forget to check because there's like multiple country versions of the itunes store itunes store and uh i've got to admit the us is kicking the uk's butt in review game here we've got i think like two or three in the uk store and like 11 in the us store so uh if you want to you know not only help us out but you know make our country look a little bit better you might wanna, <laughs> a little bit more interested yeah yeah, yeah. you might want to <laughs> you know stick a review up there and it takes about it takes about two or three minutes and basically if you go to the uh, podcast description page it just says write a review just stick, stick a sentence in you know these guys suck these guys i don't know ah my ears that sort of thing anything um and you know just give us a review because it basically generates more interest for our show which is you know we, we we don't want to just talk to an indifferent void, you know, <laughs> which is a horrible I, feeling. I do that at home. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's your wall. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so enough banter from us uh, for one week. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next Friday, I, he says. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, we're not quite sure who's going to be on yet. I have an idea of who it's going to be, but I'm not going to announce it because every time I do that, I get the guest wrong and everyone wins it at me. So uh, oh, we'll see you next week.